today's episode, we're going to cover a specific hike, but it's probably one of the most epic and well-known hikes in all of the National Park Service. And so I'm really excited. We're going to talk all about hiking Angel's Landing. This trail is something else. Yes. And I think it's a little bit notorious for being nasty. Uh (laughs) A lot of people... It's got a reputation. It does. It's got a reputation to keep up, too. A lot of people have a hard time with this trail. So we wanted to talk about it and just tell you how fun it is. And you don't have to do the whole thing. Right. So the scary part is at the very end. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. But uh, we want to talk you through what to expect and what it's like to hike beautiful Angel's Landing. Yeah, this will be fun. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like rocks. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. Okay, so Angel's Landing is in Zion National Park. And Zion National Park is in Utah. It was the first national park made in Utah. And it is the most popular national park in Utah. So uh, this park sees millions of visitors a year. And most of them want to hike Angel's Landing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the most popular trail in the park, I would say by far. I've had lots of friends in all the different jobs that I've worked at. And I feel like one of the guys that was probably the least likely to go to national parks had been to Angel's Landing and had hiked it. And it was like his all-time favorite and only like major hiking experience. Yeah. (laughs) So people that don't do this stuff want to do Angel's Landing. So the thing about Angel's Landing, because it is so busy, in years back, you could just hike it, but it would get so busy it would really feel unsafe. Right. We've hiked this trail a bunch of times. And uh, I, there were, it got to the point where there were only like certain times of year and certain times of day that I would be willing to hike Angel's Landing because otherwise it just didn't feel safe. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so now they have a permit system where you do have to get a permit to hike. It's just the last half a mile. It's the chains portion of the trail. That's the part where you've got like cliffs on both sides and you're holding onto a chain to get up the, up the mountain. Um, You have to have a permit for that now. And so I'm not going to talk about that here because that's boring stuff (laughs) and this podcast is for fun stuff. Uh, But (laughs) if you go over to the Dirt in My Shoes YouTube channel, I will walk you through completely like what you need to do to get this permit and I'll screen share so you can see everything. Anyway, I take care of it, but we're not going to talk about that here. Just know that if you want to do the entire trail, then you do need this extra permit. So be aware of that. But basically what you'll do if you're visiting Zion uh, during most months of the year, mm-hmm. pretty much from March through November, you will park at the visitor center or park in Springdale and take the free park shuttle up to shuttle stop that is called the Grotto. 
And that is your trailhead for Angel's Landing. So most of the year, you can't drive your own car there. You need to take the shuttle up there. Mm-hmm. And then you start hiking. And this trail is about five miles long. You gain 1,500 feet of elevation. And it does feel like you're going uphill like the whole trail. Oh, this trail makes you work. It does. It does. But I don't think there's a trail in Zion that rewards you as quickly either. So you're every step you take, it's a pretty steep incline, but you get better and better and better views really fast. Yeah, well, in the first part of the trail, you're, you go across the river and then you're following the river for a minute and you have really great views of Angel's Landing. And that's pretty flat. Right. When you start doing the switchbacks and going up the cliffs, that's when you'll start getting those views of Zion Canyon, like those epic views where you can just see all the massive red rock monoliths going down the canyon. Right. And so a lot of people will ask me, you know, I don't want to hike the end of Angel's Landing. I don't want to go up the chains. So, you know, what should I do instead? And I always say, just start the trail. Right. Because even if you don't go up the cliff part, even if you stay down by the river, it is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. When you're down at the bottom and you're looking up at Angel's Landing, I mean, that is gorgeous in and of itself. But as you start to climb even a third, as you get halfway up the height of Angel's Landing, you're looking down Canyon and it is just, oh, it's epic. The whole thing, the whole, everything about the whole trail is epic. So, Don't be afraid about the chains. Don't let that deter you because you're rewarded at every step along your journey. And usually when we have our little kids, we will just hike up uh, as far as basically Refrigerator Canyon. So what you do is you stay down by the river and then the trail starts to go up, up, up. You do a bunch of switchbacks following a trail that's cut right into the cliff. Yeah. So you get some really epic views. And usually we will stop around that point because the views are fantastic. But with little, little kids, that's where I kind of, I don't feel super comfortable with my kids hiking the harder portions of Angel's Landing Mm -hmm. at this point. And so we'll stop there. If you want to keep going, then at that point, you'll head back into uh, like a little slot canyon called Refrigerator Canyon. And it's so called because it is a lot cooler yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a re- it's a nice reprieve depending on what time of year you're hiking that. I mean, it can feel ah, oh, this is a nice little break from the heat of the sun. Yeah, down in Zion. yeah. And then so after you finish going through Refrigerator Canyon, that's when you hit Walter's Wiggles, and that's a very famous part of the trail because it is just switchback, 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 and it looks really cool. <laughs> but like super short switchbacks, really too. short. It's yeah. like the fastest squiggle that you can make. It's pretty incredible. I think and it's like sixteen or seventeen switchbacks all within just this really tiny amount of space. Yeah, it's amazing. And we stop at the other side of Refrigerator Canyon because we. Don't want to have to hike up Walter's Wiggles. <laughs> yeah, we'll do them sometimes. But once you go back into Refrigerator Canyon, the views kind of like the big epic canyon views go away. Right. And then you're going up the Wiggles. And then when you get to the top of the Wiggles, that's when you're at Scout Lookout. And Scout Lookout has those big canyon views again. Right. But you have to work to get between those two spots. Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah, you've got you've to go up the Wiggles. 
for that. And then Scout Lookout. So a lot of people stop there because that really is the stopping point if you don't plan on doing the chains. Right. That would be your turnaround point. And at this time, since they're requiring the permit, they have a ranger up there checking the permits at Scout Lookout. So if you don't have a permit, you won't be able to go past that anyway. But again, just like really beautiful views from that spot. So if you decide not to do the chains or you don't have the permit, still go to Scout Lookout because it's amazing. Well, yeah, you can see down Canyon and up Canyon from there. Yeah. Kind of depending on which part of, you know, you're at kind of a a neat spot in the trail where Angel's Landing itself, this giant rock monolith, pokes straight out into the middle of the canyon and so the the chains start at like this really neat intersection point where you can stand and look up both up and down and see amazing cliff views and depending on where the sun is you know depending on what time of day it is you know you can have some really cool golden hour stuff going on there's just a lot of cool things that can happen once you're standing up there I have a friend who was so looking forward to hiking Angel's Landing and she got up to Scout Lookout and she called it Chicken's Landing (laughs) because that's where all the people sit and you can watch people going up the chains for the rest of the trail Mm -hmm. and everybody chickens out right there because you're watching all these people go up the chains and you're thinking, Oh no, 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 no. I'm I I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh man. Well, I can totally understand why though. When things were so crazy, you'd have tons of people, you know, you'd have when the chains are crazy busy. The reason why that they instituted this uh this new system where you have to have, you know, your permit to go on there is because there were so many people crowding these chains, people reaching around you, people trying to go over, around, and under you, you know, if they were trying to impatient, you know, it could be pretty dangerous when you're on these cliff faces and, you know, you've got people crawling over each other like ants. Yeah. So basically what this chain section is, so after you leave Scout Lookout, that's when the chains start and it's the last half mile of the trail and it's just a big chain that's bolted into the cliff and you're working your way. You've got to hold on to this chain because it drops 1,500 feet. Yeah. Basically sheer drop. Um, sometimes just one side of you, but sometimes it's both sides of you. Right. Where you're holding on to this chain and it just drops everywhere. <laughs> you can get major vertigo and stuff and you're holding on to this chain working your way up to the top of Angel's Landing. Mm-hmm. And so when people are talking about how scary it is and and how, you know, they chickened out and stuff, <laughs> they're talking about this just this last half mile portion that takes you to the very top of Angel's Landing. Right. So you can always get up there and you can always change your mind. It's okay. Like we jokingly said chicken's landing, but that's totally normal. I have seen so many people stop right there. Right. Even if they have the intention of continuing on. Because when you get there, it does look really scary. Yeah. But I would say, I think that it looks scarier than it actually feels uh-huh. when you're on the chains. Right. But when you're watching people doing it, because even last time we went up there, and I've done Angel's Landing a bunch of times, but last time we went up there and I was watching the people go up the chains and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this today. I don't know if I brought my courage right. <laughs> enough to do this. And and you kind of start and it's 
easier. The -hmm. chains part is easier at the beginning. And so if you get on that and you're just like, nope, 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 can't do this, then that was good practice. You can just go back. Right. (laughs) Uh, But if you get on there and you're like, oh, you know what? This isn't too bad. I'm feeling pretty good about this. Um, Then continue on because it's not that long of a section of the trail until you're at the top. But I am glad that they got the permit system up there because where it would get dangerous was like John was saying, where people are like so impatient. They don't, the chains are kind of one way, you know? (laughs) And so if you've got people trying to go up the chains and down the chains, somebody's got to let go to let people around. And anyway, it gets bottlenecked pretty easily up in there. And then you've got those people that are just like, well, I'm not waiting around for this. And they're like, climbing the cliffs and trying to get around you and stuff and that's where i would like draw the line with nope i'm not going to be up there with those people because if they fall they're taking me down with them (laughs) and (laughs) you know like you have to be patient it's not it doesn't take that long it's only half a mile but you need to let people have their turn (laughs) yep and you know be really careful because a lot of times people do have to let go to let you around them and yep. stuff. So you've got to definitely find the right spots and have the right amount of patience in, in different places. So when people have good manners, I guess, when people have are cautious and patient, it's such a fun experience to go on those chains. Like I love it. My parents came with us once when we were doing it, and my mom was pretty nervous, but you know, the people around us were really nice. We all were moving at a fairly decent clip and it was a blast. Your mom. So the only way that we got John's parents on that trail with us was because we had our son. He was like two Mm -hmm. and he was John. We were going to take him up there in the baby backpack, the hiking backpack, which we like that. Our son lived in that backpack. Right. And so we spent a lot of time. He, John was really used to how your weight shifts mm-hmm. <laughs> and how you have to compensate for that when you have a kid on your back. Otherwise, I would probably not recommend <laughs> taking a child in a backpack up there because as you're shifting your weight and stuff, you know, it could throw you off balance. Right. But because we are such seasoned hikers and he had just spent a ton of time in that backpack. We were like, oh, yeah, we'll just take him up the chains. We'd done it a million times before. It wasn't that big of a deal. And John's mom was just like not having it. She was so worried. <laughs> not because she was worried about me. No, she was she worried, worried about, about the baby. about her grandson. Yeah. <laughs> and so instead of just letting us go, she decided that she would come. I don't know what the reasoning was. <laughs> just so she She was supervising. Yeah. <laughs> And so that is how we got John's parents. And they were like in their 60s. Yeah. When they, they hiked they, it. I yeah, mean, they, they were amazing. Yeah, it they was awesome. But it was so trail. fun having them up there with us. But then you get past the chains part and you're at the top of Angel's Landing, which you're just surrounded by red cliffs everywhere. You've got the river down below you. Mm-hmm. It's just immersive. Yeah. Absolutely oh. phenomenal. Yes, it's so gorgeous up there. You're literally in like, I, this doesn't really work as a metaphor, but you're like, when you're at the top of Angel's Landing, you're like in a snow globe of Zion is what it feels like. You're in the very middle and all of the stuff is just all around you. It's magical. Yeah. So if you can do the trail, do it. It should be on everyone's list. You should not go to Zion without at least starting the Angel's Landing trail. Right. And I also want to mention, I do get questions about taking kids up there 
we have not hiked it with our kids at their age. They're they're hiking on their own. (laughs) They're not in a baby backpack anymore or anything. We've not taken them up the chains yet. I don't feel comfortable with that. Our oldest is nine. He's getting to the point where he probably would be okay. Right. But I think it also depends on the kid because if your kid can't follow instructions and doesn't like realize the consequences of being a, you know, being a goofball. This is a serious moment here. It is. It is. So they need to be pretty mature, I think, and really understand you've got to be really good at following instructions. You've got to be really careful. I I would say once they get to around 10-ish or mm-hmm. so is a, is a good enough age if they have some experience hiking and they're used to being out on the trails and stuff. Yeah, they don't get too distracted. They can kind of focus on the job at hand Yeah, and recognize the importance of obeying mom and dad to perfectness, <laughs> yeah. to exactness. <laughs> at least for that half a mile. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we, we haven't taken our kids up there since... They were little, little kids. Yeah, in the they've been up to so. the, the mouth of Refrigerator Canyon a few times, and we've really enjoyed doing that with them. So really, like you said before, there shouldn't be a reason that should stop you from doing at least a portion of the trail because it's so rewarding. It's so fun. It's so, It gives you so many beautiful views. And wherever you turn around, whether it's at, you know, you get to the mouth of Refrigerator Canyon, you go up Walter's Wiggles just for fun, whether it's at Scout slash Chicken Lookout, you know, <laughs> or, ever, or if you make it all the way up to the top, you know. Honestly, to me, just getting on the trail you did what you came to do. It changes your whole perspective. So hopefully you are able to get on the Angels Landing Trail and have a great time and don't let it scare you away. Go and hike it. You will absolutely love it. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes. Bye.